When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Huda, and welcome back to the Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, this was supposed to be the Raiders Saints preview podcast, where I talk about, you know, how the Saints can beat the Raiders, uh, key key stats, key information, things like that. And that's what this podcast used to be. Um, we we have Wednesday pregames and then post game podcasts, of course, whenever the game may be. And just these past two seasons alone. It's kind of taken the fun out of these Wednesday uh, podcasts because they're usually pretty fun. You can diagnose how the team's been running the ball, how they play on defense, how they play run defense, how they play pass defense. You find all the stats. You look at the other team and just kind of compare and contrast those things. Um, But that hasn't seemed relevant these past few years. And I could sit here and tell you, yeah, the Saints offense is blank, 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 and the Saints defense is blank, blank, blank. But it's, it's not what's in the news right now and I had to sit here for a second before I start recording and just really compile my thoughts because there's a lot going on today and um, I guess we'll start off with the quarterback Andy Dalton will start this game um, and you could call this a benching of Jameis Winston and now some people will have their opinions about this and everyone has their opinions on if he's actually healthy or not But Dennis Allen himself says this decision is based on how Dalton has played these past few weeks. And he is saying that James Winston is healthy enough to play. So if he's healthy enough to play and Dalton is starting, that means Jameis got benched. And whether you agree with the decision or not, whether you agree with the process of this whole James Winston situation going all the way from when he signed here the first time. I think the road is done with Jameis Winston and the Saints. We've seen it when he was a backup with Drew, and he learned he, you know, kind of fixed those issues. Year one, it looks it looks okay. They're not really scoring any points. They're not really moving the ball well on offense, but the turnovers are limited. 
Uh, and then he goes down with injury. So I think he was starting to hit some kind of stride. And whether that was like a hot streak or an actual progression of, of the player, we don't really know. And then come this year, the Saints build around him. They have some trust in him after they don't get Deshaun Watson. Uh, keep in mind that Jameis was not their first option this, this offseason. And I don't know if he was their second option. But they build around Jameis. And week one, probably should have lost against the Falcons. And then Jameis gets hurt. And ever since then, hasn't been the same. Had an ankle issue. And I'm frustrated with, with the excuses. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, he's banged up. Okay. You can't. I'm I'm not going to go out there and defend Drew Brees. If Drew Brees is out there hurt playing and he's playing like crap, then get him off the field. And that's what the Saints have done. And if he's healthy now and the Saints still believe that Dalton gives them the best shot to win, then I ride with them. I just I trust the Saints decision more than my own or your own, honestly, and I think you should do the same. And yeah, we'll have our opinions and whatnot, but since Dalton has stepped in to that starting role, the offense has been calmer, it's been more collected, there's been less frantic plays, there's been more scoring. The offensive line has been better. The pass production has been better. The run game has been better. The pass offense has been better. And all this has came with no Michael Thomas, um, barely any Jarvis Landry, and missing Chris Lave for a game. And with Pete in and out of the lineup, Kamara was banged up for a little bit. And we sit here today, 2-5 and five on the season, and it's... I feel more frustrated now than I did last year because last year we were banged up, we were hurt. It, it it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but you didn't expect it to be pretty. the 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 team was already weak as it was, and then they had some injuries, and then they had COVID, and then they had you know four quarterbacks. We're on our second quarterback right now, and I mean some people have even started throwing out Taysom Hill's name, but I think Andy's done done enough to keep getting better. But what is frustrating about this about this team, about this roster, is that it's good. It's a really well, it's 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 a it's a good roster. I'm not gonna say really good roster because we haven't seen it, but it's a good roster. Like, this is your defense. Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Marshall Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Paul Sinadebo, Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata, Cam Jordan, De- Demario Davis, Pete Warner. Like, I just listed off ten stars in this league. And I don't think I probably six or seven out of those 10 haven't played like it at all. Like we have the right guy in the building, but they just haven't played good like at all. And whether that means that they're, they're not going to play good for the rest of the year or not. I I don't know. I, I don't, I can't answer that question. And another frustrating thing has been one game. We take away five of those guys and the next game we take the other five away. And it's been a roller coaster. It's been frustrating. But here's what I've came to the conclusion of. We're going to be banged up. There's there's no gain around that. Uh, other teams are banged up. No one cares. No one cares if you're hurt. No one cares if every single starter on your team isn't playing for the rest of the year. You still have to go out there and play. And you have to compete and you have to try and win. The New Orleans Pelicans, if you're, if you're a Pelicans sports fan as well, you watch that game last night against the Dallas Mavericks. The Pelicans didn't have Zion Williamson, they didn't have Brandon Ingram, and their best defender, Herb Jones. So your two best players and your best defender are out against one of the best teams in the Western Conference and probably the best scorer in the Western Conference in Luka Doncic. 
and they come out and they they run them off the court in the first quarter. They play great defense at the end of the game. They find a way to score buckets late. They fight through adversity. They 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 go on this huge run and then they get ran up on by the Mavs. Um, they have to make a late game run. They come back and win. They win with all those pieces out. You have guys step up like Jose Alvarado. You have guys step up like Trigger Trey. He was perfect on the night. You had Dyson Daniels come in early, play great. They have people who step up and look good. And the Saints just haven't had that at all. When one guy goes out, it's just a, it's just a decline. It just hasn't been good at all. And the fact that I, I'm sitting here right now and saying that Alante Taylor and Chris Olave has probably been our most consistent players with Pete Warner is sad. Your, your best players should be Cam Jordan. They should be Kamara. They should be Michael Thomas. We haven't seen him. It feels like we haven't seen him at all. It's, it's starting to become frustrating because it, 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 is, it is an excuse. You can, you can use injuries as an excuse for anything because it's, it's part of the game. It happens, and it does affect the team. But you can't let that be the reason that you continue to suck and lose. And we're eight minutes into this show, and I haven't, talked about, I haven't even said the word Raiders yet. And we're going to this game depleted once again. And uh, this is why I'm so frustrated because we go into the day and the reporters are like, yeah, Michael Thomas was, uh, he, he was, I don't know what you'd even call it. He was at practice. He attended. He was doing the stretch period and then left. And it sounded, they made it sound like he practiced at some capacity. And he said, like, the word limited was used in some tweets. And then the Saints come out, post their injury report, and it says Michael Thomas did not practice. So what was he just there, just, just working out, just trying to just test it, and it just didn't feel good? Like, I don't know. So Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, um, Adam Troutman, Marshall Lattimore all did not practice. Can you survive those hits? Yeah, you can. Um, but will they? I don't know. They need other guys to step up. Uh, Bradley Roby uh, was put on IR this week, if you missed that. The Saints brought back Keith Kirkwood. And right when I saw that that tweet about the Saints bringing back Keith Kirkwood, I was like, I don't think Michael Thomas is going to play this week. Why would you bring back Keith if you have some kind of um, confidence that Michael Thomas or Jarvis will play? And the most frustrating thing about all of this, it just keeps getting more and more. Dennis Allen said after the Cardinals game, and I wasn't a big fan of how Dennis Allen like handled the situation. First at halftime when he said, I wouldn't change anything about how we played. And at that point, we just threw back-to-back pick sixes. And he also said uh, they can blame some some of the issues that they have on the, on the injuries. No, you can't. You build out a roster of 53 guys. If one guy goes down, if two guys go down, if 20 go down, you still have 33 other guys who need to go out there and play football. It's not why they're losing. It's definitely a big reason. And he, he, he also said that he was hopeful, and I don't know the, the exact words, but he made it seem like we'd get a plethora of playmakers back this week. And I don't see any anyone back this week. He said, I don't have like a magic ball or something like that. And to, to see if we'll have anyone back. But uh, the good news here is Andrews Pete, Paulson and Debo practiced. Somehow Keith, Keith Kirkwood's on the injury report. He was limited. Uh, and Ryan Ramchek was limited. He They said he didn't practice, but it's, it's just a rest. He always takes Wednesday as a rest day. Paint Turner, chest, full participant. Let's go. And Jameis Winston was a full participant as well. So <sighs> I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. 
it's it's becoming a weekly thing and I I want to come on this show and be like yeah the Raiders been running the ball extremely well uh Josh Jacobs was coming in and you know he had some questions around him coming into the year but he's been killing it so far these past few weeks um but at, at this point it doesn't matter who we're playing it doesn't matter if we're playing the Buffalo Bills next week or it doesn't matter if we're playing the Carolina Panthers the in, the, the issues are in house right now I got to figure them out we do have to figure them out. But let's talk about the Raiders a little bit at least. Uh, and I think they're in the same position as us. Or not the same, but a similar position. Because they have, I mean, I, I would argue, one of the better rosters in the AFC. And I went on the Silver and Black podcast with SB Nation. And we, we talked about kind of some similar things where the Raiders have been in a similar situation like the Saints where they feel like they can't just get everyone out there at the same time. One week they have uh, their starting corner out, and then the next week they have the other one out, and then one, they just keep flip-flopping. They have Anthony Everett and Nate Hobbs, and it feels like they feel like they, they haven't seen both of them play together, and we know exactly how that feels. And It feels like that with Mike Thomas and Olave. It feels like that with Marshawn and Adebo and Marshawn and Roby. And it just feels like this game of just checkers. And that's why you can't really get too mad at Dennis Allen or how he's treating the situation because it is hard. You, you don't expect in the NFL you, your best players to keep swapping in and out like that. I, I mean, it's a brutal sport. It happens. But it's not happening in the Rams. You know, Jalen Ramsey's not missing a week this week and then um, a corner opposite's not doing that. Like, like it's just not happening. Now, for the Bucks, it's happening. This week, they're missing, I think, Sean Murphy, Bunting, um, and a couple other guys in the, in, in the secondary where it's like, yeah, I, you could see that being an issue, uh, but it's not an excuse. It's really not an excuse. But like I was saying, the Raiders are in the same same spot as us in terms of wins and losses. They feel like their record should be flipped. They have a great roster. And they have probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And Devontae Adams hasn't really played, you know, the best ball that we've seen him play. Uh, him and Carr are starting to get on the same page and have played, you know, pretty well. Uh, but that Raiders running attack is going to be a huge issue. And I didn't expect to, to say that going into this week because, I mean, they're a good running team. They have some, some offensive line concerns here and there. And I, I really felt like the, the pressure was going to be on uh, the Saints defensive secondary because the receivers that they have, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, those are guys that can win you a Super Bowl, honestly. Those are three really, really good guys. And they've leaned heavily upon the running attack these past couple weeks. And it's been working. And they're playing good ball. They're not playing the best on defense. And they're a little shaky on offense at times, but they're still playing good ball. And they're somewhat healthy. I mean, everyone's got their injuries here and there, but um, a lot healthier than us. It's going to be a, a huge game for both of our seasons. And if the Saints lose this game and go to 2-6, and six, then they face the Baltimore Ravens the following week uh, looking 2-7 two, two and seven dead in the eye. And that is frustrating. And that's the word of the podcast is frustrating. Last year, we won eight games. And we could list off every single starter that missed time. We could list off all the quarterbacks that played, all the issues that we had, and we still found a way to win eight games. <sighs> you could argue that Andy Dalton right now is a better quarterback than all the quarterbacks we had last year. And 
you cannot get stuck in a position where winning five games is a, is a successful season, especially when you don't own your first-round pick. You can't just be this bad when you don't have your first-round pick. So this is a huge game for the Saints. If they find a way to win this game, um, that is humongous because being three and five is a lot better than being two and six, but being three and five is at this current moment tied for first in the NFC South, which is insane. But my point is, if you find a way to win early right now, you get some guys back later in the season, you even if even if you don't make the playoffs, you have a chance to compete within your division. You show the Bucks, Panthers, and Falcons, you all have to play again. That's three opportunities to take the division back. So when getting a win now is huge. It's humongous. And I feel like this is one they have to win because there's no guarantees in a, in a, when you're playing the team like a, or the Ravens or they have to play the Rams. But the point is you got to start counting the wins on your fingers. Like the, the, They're starting to become few and far between. So when you can get one here and there, you got to get it. You need to get it. Because they, I mean, they've dug themselves a, a deep hole, and thankfully the division has been one of the weirdest I've seen in recent memory. We just saw the Panthers beat up on the Buccaneers after they trade Chris McCaffrey and all the buzzes around them and tanking and uh, Brian Burns being next, and they trade uh, Robbie Anderson. It's like that team's going to be irrelevant moving forward, and they go beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are dealing with their own injury things. But like I said. They have a good roster, and it's just not working. And it's probably been the, one of the weirdest NFL seasons in terms of having good teams. Like, just think about it right now. Name name six good teams. Name six teams in the NFL where you're confident that they can win on a Sunday. Um, I don't know. Eagles. Um, Bills. Chiefs. I mean, that those are the three I would say. You also can throw in, like, maybe the Bengals, but they had a rough start to their year. Uh, I would have said the Ravens a few weeks ago, but they've been on a weird few-game stretch, and it's just a lot, of, a lot of weirdness going on. And the fact that the New York Giants and the New York Jets are two of the best teams in the AFC right now just, just kind of proved my point right now. And right before I filmed this podcast, or record the podcast, that is, the Eagles got even better. They traded a fourth-round pick for one of the premier pass rushers in this league, Robert Quinn, who had 18 and a half sacks last year, which is just insane. And if this is your first time hearing this this news, I, I doubt it. I doubt it is, but uh, it keeps getting better for the Eagles. They trade a fourth round pick, which I think, I mean, people will have their opinions. I think that's a steal for a. Doesn't matter how old he is, he's 32 years old. Uh, doesn't matter how old he is, he's a premier pass rusher in this league and is still finding ways to produce. Hasn't done it yet this week, yet this year because, I mean, they traded his counterpart, Khalil Mack, and so he's getting all double teams. Um, you trade a fourth-round pick for Quinn, who has a, a decently big contract, and the word on the street right now is that the Bears are going to eat a majority of that contract. So they trade a day-three pick for a top D-end in the league right now and don't have to pay him nearly as much as he probably should cost, and the Bears will eat most of that. That sounds like a steal for Philadelphia. And they're putting all their chips on the table. You know, CJ, AJ Brown, they trade up to get Jordan Davis, and they trade up to, trade to go get uh, Robert Quinn. They, they see the window. And I think everyone does. 
the NFC and the NFL just in general is wide open. And that why, that is why it is so freaking frustrating for the Saints to be this bad at this, at this point. Because it feels like when we had our stretches with uh, Drew and MT, Ted Ginn, uh, the year after with you know, Camara and the Minnesota Miracle and things like that. And then we play Minnesota in the Dome, the P.J. Williams situation, uh, the push-off, whatever. When we had our best teams, it feels like there was always a team out there that we're like, we're going to have to play those guys again. We beat the Rams and we're like, we'll see them again. The Eagles are looking at the NFL we're like, who wants to see us? No one, no one. No one wants to play us. There's not another team right now that really contends with them to, to, to be really anything. The Cowboys are playing decently well, but uh, they just got Dak back, and the offense looked a little bit shaky. The defense looked good, but there's not a, a team out there for the Saints where you're like, oh, dang, like that's that that's going to be a team that's going to end our season. It, it's frustrating. This this should be a year where the Saints are competing in the NFC, and we all we all kind of predicted this, this script to be flipped and it's just not, and it's frustrating. So this is why it's so freaking important. Just find a way to win on Saturday, on on Sunday. Just win, baby. Just win. That's all I got for today's show. If you'd like to hear my rant, um, hopefully I won't have to rant on Sunday after the game. Hopefully we can find a way to win this game and get back into the NFC South and try and just fight our way to a playoff spot. Keep fighting every Sunday. Um, that's all I got. Thank you guys for tuning in today's show. As always, I appreciate the love and support, and I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? Who that? Let's go. We on the road. The next stop.